What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. We have a very special episode today, and I hope we'll be having lots more episodes like this, because instead of just me, some idiot with a microphone on the internet blabbing on about guitars, I'm actually getting to talk to a real guitar builder today and to share that conversation with you, which I'm very excited about. So today I'm talking with Francisco Rodriguez, and he is builder for Franfret Guitars. Franfret Guitars are based in Galicia, that's in northwest Spain. Uh, very nice, beautiful, historical, interesting part of the world. And since 2009, Fran has been building true custom shop guitars um, with a really nice array of models. We'll be talking about all those models in the podcast today. We're looking at the Zeltia, which is a kind of heavy rock, hard rock machine of a guitar. Beautiful double cut. Comes in an array of beautiful different finishes, as you would expect from a custom shop model. We're talking about the Queen of Hearts as well, a model with a really interesting story behind it. Kind of combines some retro looks that are really unique and interesting in such a way that they become kind of ultra modern almost in, in an interesting way and some cool vintage tonal options and his really cool series as well the historic renew series from fran fret and this is where fran focuses on the traditional designs the designs we all love but really brings completely different surprising and modern features to them to create something different and something interesting for the player so this will actually be in two parts. This interview is the first part today. You get the second part tomorrow. That's usually how parts work. So hey, figures, right? So today we're kicking off talking about how Fran in particular and Fran Fred and also just guitar builders in general are managing after this crazy, insane year with missing out on shows like the Holy Grail Guitar Show from the EGB, the European Guitar Builders, missing out on Guitar Summit talking about the web shows, which is great because that's something we've covered quite a few times here on the podcast and I wanted to get more people's opinion on. So we're going to be talking about the web shows, the virtual show concept. How does that appeal to small guitar builders? What could it do differently for small builders? And Franfret's own virtual stuff coming up. So listen out for that because Franfret has got a cool plug, cool announcement for a way that you can really get to know these models, get to see these models in action with some great players with an event that... Uh, Fran is hosting on the Fran Fret page on Facebook, actually this week on Friday, so check out for that. We also go into a deep dive on all the models, start to talk a little bit about that kind of custom shop thing, uh, taking the piss out of ourselves, <laughs> guitar players and guitar builders in general, and we start to talk a little bit about uh, what the process is like and what is it like being a guitar builder as well. So this is part one, look out for part two, we'll be coming straight away tomorrow. It was so awesome to have Fran on. A uh, great guy, very cool builder, awesome models, and you should absolutely go and check out Fran Fred on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you get your guitar content, go and check them out because it is worth your while. And without further ado, here's the interview. So Fran, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today to talk about your mm -hmm. awesome guitars. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a stupid year, a crazy year, an insane year, mm -hmm. but um, how's it going for you and how's it going for guitar builders in general this year? Well, um, as you know, um, 
uh, this year um, Holy Grail Guitar Show and Guitar Summit is not um, is not uh, happening. So for me, um, mm. I I used to go to Holy Grail Guitar Show every single year since the first time, and for me this year is like um, a big uh, loss because I was so focused yeah. in this uh, in this edition of the Holy Grail Guitar Show that for me. I felt that, okay, I think that 2020 will be my year because I'm building new models, um, models um, like I really love, like really represent my philosophy, my idea about guitar. Mm. And, and in, in, in this, um, because of the Holy Grail guitar show is not happening or not guitar summit, for me it was like a, like a big problem because i'm you know i live here in the mm. northwest of spain i'm just in the corner and i'm so far away from everything mm. so it's been this year it's been a little bit tough in this sense because i can't spread my work but uh, at the same mm. time you know i'm doing repairs i'm doing this kind of stuff and the good thing is that people are spending a lot of time on internet looking for guitars looking for information looking for everything and the good thing is that people yeah. are asking me about the models the price and blah 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 and maybe something is happening the next year but you know uh, in general there are a few people that didn't feel nothing the business is still being the same mm -hmm. but for others um things are starting to starting to be a little bit slow and slow but in in general terms it's good it's good yeah yeah i, I think that that's great to hear and it it's kind of reflects what i've heard from a few builders that uh, i think they were really really worried like in march yeah. when everything ha yeah. happened and then actually you know especially with with some of their loyal customers especially the the work mm -hmm. stayed the same or at least close to a lot closer to it than they thought um which has been really good and obviously people are interested in the mm -hmm. instruments being at home and 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 you know kind of also like doing a bit of retail yeah. therapy you know you're at home it's a bit depressing a lot of people are looking at new guitars but the shows are a big loss for the small builders because yeah. so much of this busy marketplace is is about on the the less expensive guitars they have great specs now and, mm. and and really cool models and stuff but for this guitars such as yours so much of it is about what's special and unique to them the story behind them and the love and dedication in it and that's so much easier to see at shows like guitar summit holy grail yeah um which is which is a, such a big loss i know to to see those disappear for the smaller luthiers um and hopefully we we see those coming back soon i've covered here a couple of times like the the virtual shows yeah. that have been going on mm -hmm. what have you felt about those have you been interested in the virtual shows like guitar summit did a virtual webcam well um online guitar shows <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'm agree and am i am not I mean, uh, it's, okay. a, it's a good, um, a really nice, big uh, and big window 
for everybody mm. to see the guitars and to see your work or whatever. But um, I'm talking like a, not like a luthier or like a, a exhibitor. Um, but my experience, for example, with Guitar Summit was like, uh, okay, we have a lot of information here, plenty of workshops, um, and it's so easy to get lost. You know what I mean? Mm. Because yeah. suddenly I started to to look for information or who is playing or who is showing something, whatever. But in a few seconds, I get lost. Hey, where yeah. I am? Uh, I, I want to see this guy, but at the same time, is this the other guy playing? Or and for me, it's like <laughs> a small, a little bit messy, you know, it's a little bit crazy. Mm. That's why I'm more focusing. For example, Yuharu Kangas was doing something because um, mm -hmm. their 25th anniversary, and yeah, and it, in my opinion, it's better because it's only one guy. And you know what I, uh, what I, what you want to see. So it's not a program. Yeah. It's not a, a huge amount of information. So it's good, but at the same time, for me, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm not part of the, I was not part of the, of the Guitar Summit uh, online edition, mm -hmm. actually, because, because people want to try and play the guitars. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I'm uh, if I'm showing you my guitar and telling you, oh, my guitar are really good, are the best, blah 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 blah. Yes, mm -hmm. sure, are really good, but maybe it's not good for you because you need mm -hmm. to try it, you need to play it, and you need to feel it. So mm -hmm. for me, it's a little bit complicated to do this kind of of big online guitar shows. That's why I'm doing my small and teeny homemade <laughs> guitar show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we'll be sure to plug that at the end of the podcast and um, make sure everyone knows where they can find that and what's going on for sure. Uh, I, I think that's totally right. The virtual shows, I love the ambition and I, I, love, I love all the things that musicians are doing, guitar guys are doing this year to make up for what's mm -hmm. missing, you know, not just giving up. We're making new concepts and kind of capitalizing on the fact that we're all online all the time anyway. But yeah. for that in particular, to to really get to the bottom of, of what's there with a unique build or something from a, a small builder that's had, you know, decades or years of thought put into it, hard to get that across without meeting you know, having a coffee at one of these shows, yeah. playing a guitar. It's its really hard to do that. The same with like a YouTube demos, you know, you can do so much on YouTube with a <laughs> hundred euro pedal. Mm -hmm. But if you've got um, a guitar that's made meticulously one at a time yeah. to really get across what's important and what's happening there is, is quite hard, even with the tech that we have now um mm -hmm. which is which is cool but you know you can still learn a lot like i first came across your guitars online um mm -hmm. and so let's talk about franfred guitars obviously we're okay. we're spiraling into talking about the industry <laughs> which i'm happy to do oh. but um i came across your guitars and it was interesting because uh like you said you're in that that northwest kind of corner of spain and 
there's actually quite a few guitar builders and musicians I already was aware of in that area. Is is there a, a history of guitar making or instrument making in that area, or is it just kind of a coincidence? No, actually, here um, we are very popular in in Spain because we are uh, um, we are Galician, and Galician people uh, the roots of Galician people are Celtic. So mm -hmm. we have no bullfight, we have no flamenco. We are totally different from the, from the rest of people in in, in Spain. So uh, right. most of the people who build. Um, instruments of music instruments are um, totally related with um, with Celtic music or folk music popular music you know so mm -hmm. there is no there are not too many electric guitar builders but there are a few of them so but I, I how can I explain it? Um, but only a few of them, we are legal. I mean, we are paying the taxes. We, we have studies about, you know what I mean? We are not uh, mm -hmm. illegal people. We are under the rules of the government, of the Galician government. And, yeah. and this is like a quality mark for, for people who want to buy uh, our instruments. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's that's the kind of couple that I'm aware of are in that. But I can imagine that there's also more just guys in their garage, you know, as a side hustle or something, doing things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was curious because it, it is such a different region, and I don't I don't know much about it. But um, obviously, it's a really historical region as well, uh, and yeah. very well visited from people in UK and Germany. Um, yeah. which is, is kind of what got me curious about that. But um, it's it's interesting to see the different instruments that are coming out of it as an area, which is very cool. And speaking of which, let's talk about your models. Um, because it was I had an interesting experience the first time I saw one of your models. Um, it was only later on that I actually learned about another part of your work that you do some tech work with brothers oh, yes. and to our <laughs> dire straits tribute yeah. act yeah um yeah. which is a cool thing as well because a lot of really good guitar builders work as techs or have worked as techs and that's how they really get to know what the musician needs you know what what are they not getting yeah. from other guitars which i loved um but it was funny because before I, I knew that, I, I actually came across the Zeltia model. Um, yes. And it was interesting because I still got a little touch of that like Mark Knopfler Super Strat oh. feel from it, just a little bit, which is interesting because it's very much more of a distinct body shape, the Zeltia. It's a really different carving on the body. And it's clearly also geared towards heavier music as well um, and yeah. heavier tones, mm -hmm. you know, versatile, but still heavier. But it still yeah. had just a little touch of that of that kind of Marknopfler for me. So I wonder, did the Zeltia model come from your different musical inspirations? Well, <laughs> good question. 
Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to explain you something. Um, mm -hmm. I never was in the Dire Straits music. This is nothing wrong. Okay. Nothing, nothing's wrong with, 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 with Dire Straits. But, uh, you know, I grew, grew up, I grew up with, uh, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Thin Lizzy. Um, mm -hmm. this kind of music, the heavy metal from the eighties, um, put a really a big mark in my heart. So mm. this is clear. I'm, I'm a heavy metal guy. So, uh, a classic yeah. heavy metal guy, actually. Uh, <laughs> but I love music. Yeah. Yeah. But I love music. And when I, when I said, okay, I love music, it, I listen all this kind of styles. And actually, Dire Straits uh, came later on my life, and I started mm. to listen to Mark Knopfler. And I say, okay, for for me, it was so slow, so <laughs> you know, I was yeah, uh, yeah. I had the same experience. Ears, uh, yeah, I was into heavier. And it just felt like, oh, this would be nice to go to sleep to. And it took me a while to. Yeah, <laughs> to get yeah, into yeah. It. Fuck. Was, was so, for me, was so, oh, it's so slow, this guy. What happens with this guy? It's always sad or what? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? But anyways, talking about the town, the tone and the sound of Martin Offer, I, I must say that he's incredible. And for me, it was a challenge to build the 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 replica not of the guitar because build the replica of the guitar is quite easy at the end is an strat but the difficult yeah. part is to get the sound so uh -huh. uh, I started to talk with uh, with the guys in Brothers in Band what do you want what do you feel with the with the uh, Marnoffler sound what do you need the woods blah 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 and at the end I reached the point, okay, this is what you need, this is what you're looking for, and this is the, the, the result of the, of the sound mm -hmm. of the, of the Mark Knopfler. So I think that, uh, what I want to tell you, I used to play Gibson guitars, you know, <laughs> uh -huh. and I, I love the humbucker sound. So for me, yeah. Build a guitar with single coils was like, oh no, my God, it's totally the opposite of what I, <laughs> what I think about, uh, you know, it's, it's totally yeah. opposite what I think about a guitar. I need a fat sound, a, a, a thick sound, not this thin, yeah. teeny, crystal, sparkly. Oh no, no, no. But, <laughs> but at the end, I think that this part of this sound, is in my other models because yeah when you are working with when you are working with the hands and you are putting all the or the effort all the heart everything in the guitar something's happening there sorry for be a little bit snob or hippie or something like that you know but it's no 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 not at all uh, but it's something that happened and it's something that yeah. people felt or feel when play not my guitars but when when they play a handmade guitar you know yeah so it's it's yeah. not the same <laughs> my client my client uh, used used to say hey fran it's not the same to eat a uh, a burger than a very nice good steak you know mhm mm mhm mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. with with the my guitars is the same, and I think the Thelthia have this this point of the um, talking about the clean sound and sparkly sounds. You can get it, but my philosophy is is to reach always the rounded town and something really fat. So this is my philosophy. Yeah. In, in my feeling, because it's what I like it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's just guitar playing and what we like is in guitars is so subjective that, you know, there's not really a better place to start than just, well, this is what I like. That's where so many builders start, you know. I, I was once yeah. talking with a builder and I was playing their guitar and it was, um, you know, a kind of big, thick kind of mahogany body guitar. Yeah. And um, the neck was this really thick kind of neck. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you must be a fan of the Gibson kind of 59 kind of thing. I get it. Yeah. And they were just like, and they were like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't compare necks or anything. I just, that's what I like in my hand. And I'm a musician. So then I thought other musicians will also like it. And that's really common with guitar builders. You have all of this knowledge about so <laughs> many guitars and measurements and details and and kind of the mathematics. But at the end of the day, it's it's got to feel good in someone's hand and sound good to someone's yeah. ear, which is not very precise. You know, you just have to, to do it by feel, which yeah. is cool. And you can tell yes. that, you know, the Zeltia model is customizable but i think just getting to know it a little bit you can tell that it's really made for musicians who appreciate big thick sound Mm -hmm. the playability so that you can bring like shred and lots of lead guitar elements in there nice big cutaway so you can get up there you know it wants to be played on some heavy heavy metal i think (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the point but you can get the other the other side too as well you know you can play, mm-hmm. uh, for example, Celtia uh, was, you know, uh, was designed for people like me. I mean, uh, people can play this uh, shred style, yes, of course, but it's not the point. Mm-hmm. When I'm building this guitar, I'm thinking about people who want to play the... Um, you know, this uh, powerful hard rock. When you listen, for yeah. example, UFO, Michael Schenker mm. is one of my favorite. So uh, when I designed this guitar, I was thinking in this kind of sound. UFO, Michael mm. Schenker, uh, Iron Maiden in the first albums. Not really heavy stuff, but uh, something sweet. It's like a, I don't know, Randy Rhodes or all the yeah. the classic mm-hmm. guys, you know. Uh, it, this for me is this 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 is the point of this guitar. Yeah, it's a good sound to go after because you know all those guys that you're listing have that kind of addictive tone that you just oh. can't get enough of. You know, totally. like it's just massive. I think that those guys are responsible for probably billions of dollars in our industry of all of us buying new amps and new pedals like please give me this totally. sound. give me that sound <laughs> and you never get it and you never get this sound no no never <laughs> no i know and it's it's so sad because you, you you don't get the sound and then you tell yourself okay well 
maybe it's just because it's a studio thing and it's produced. Yeah. And then you watch a video of them just sitting there, just playing with just one amp, and you're like, I still can't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens to me as well. You know, everybody, everybody needs to to feel the. Uh, how poor you are playing guitar because these guys are so big and yeah. and you know and, and at the end it's like for example uh, too many people came to my shop or come to my shop asking me hey i i want to listen like van halen and fuck mm -hmm. you are not van halen there is only one <laughs> van halen you you know or i want to listen like uh mark Knopfler. oh no, it's impossible because you are not Mark Knopfler. So, and people, yeah. <laughs> and people forget about one really important thing is to play the guitar. Instead, is, is spend your, or waste your time on YouTube looking for the right pedal, <laughs> looking for the right strings, looking for the right uh, cable. No, these people used to use nothing, a plexi and a flying. Plug and play, you know, and the, and yeah. the hands. That's the point. Yeah. And people forget about that. What is happening now? What people forgot about this thing? Yeah, I, it's, it, you know, it's so easy to forget when you're constantly kind of bombarded by oh, the gear yeah. videos and, and everything, you know, yeah. because they're fun. It's fun to watch guys try out pedals and things, but the mm. downside is, you get it in your head that you you always need something else and, and need oh, something yeah. else and and that that's a real downside but you know i think i think it's great when these guys remind you of it but it's almost like this irony like i do it on the podcast and every single one of these talking about uh pointing out some music and saying oh go, go get inspired and remember like shut up and play your guitar basically mm -hmm. But I still do a podcast every day talking about guitar <laughs> instead of playing it. So it's uh, it's so easy to end up doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I've become more and more of a fan. I kind of always was, to be honest, of I find the gear really interesting and I love to follow it and like the innovation and, and the, the kind of ideas that people are having all the time. Mm -hmm. But I like to remember that just because it's cool and interesting and a tool doesn't mean I need it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the balance, which helps. It helps save my wallet as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't remind me that because, useful. you know, I used to be, and, and I think I'm still being, this kind of guy who is always uh, buying stuff, selling stuff. Oh, I must try this pickup. <laughs> no, I need to to try this pedal, but with the Kili mode or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> I was I was about to get divorced because that you know. <gasps> my wife is. Yeah. Oh, you are always uh, buying stuff, selling stuff, wasting your money. What happening? Okay, and I say, okay, don't worry, my dear. I became a luthier and all the problems will be solved. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll have different problems. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now it's a problem because to be a luthier is to be like a, like a crazy romantic guy, you know, because this is not good for the money, but I do what I love. So it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's swapping 
one guitar related issue for more but yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a, i think it's a better way to go with your life because you build something and create something at least instead of just a yeah a room full of oh, pedals yeah. you know you build amazing guitars so hey pretty yeah, good yeah, uh but yeah it's it's so easy to end up just getting getting into the gear kind of tunnel of things but mm-hmm. um s- speaking of the the zeltia though i remember mm-hmm. seeing actually I think the very first one I saw happened to be one of the ones with this custom artwork on it. Yeah. You know, because okay. there are there are lots of beautiful finishes. Like uh, I encourage everyone to go look at the Fran Fred Instagram and, and get some good guitar porn because of all the beautiful, yeah. you know, exotic tops and carved tops. But how did the the custom artwork come about with the kind of floral designs and the birds? The flo- and the bears, yeah. Um, well, uh, I, I built this guitar because, uh, last year was my 10th anniversary. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, uh, it's time to do something special and something different. Actually, this is the only one that I built, uh, with these draws mm-hmm. and these uh, flowers and stuff. And um, because mm-hmm. my idea was to bring this guitar to the Holy Grail Guitar Show and to the Guitar Summit. You know, <laughs> now you understand me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, man, I could have actually seen <laughs> it in person. <laughs> but then, anyway, maybe next year, who knows. But I built this guitar because... Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, I built this guitar because <laughs> the, the the 10th anniversary um, and I was, uh, I wants to build something special, something different. Mm. Uh, for example, in my model and the Queen of Hearts model, I use it to do these kind of things, but in the back of the guitar. And yes. people said, Oh, this is a big mistake because people want to see the, the draw. The people don't mm-hmm. want to, to have the draw in the back because nobody is, is seeing nothing. And I say, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a tattoo. I have tattoos, mm-hmm. and nobody's uh, must uh, see my tattoos. It's something personal that I that I did for me. It's not for sure. Ah, yeah, yeah, to share. But people, no, no, you must do it in this way. So, like I, I always do. I'm always listening all the the, the opinions, and I did it, and it was a big success mm-hmm. because what suddenly was something different. And you know, the guitar was built with mahogany in the body, um, uh, mahogany in the neck, um, and this beautiful top, um, and the result was amazing. And the guitar sounds great, sounds really great, but again, uh, guitarists, people uh, who play guitar, guitar players, are really conservative. Mm-hmm. They want yeah. something new, but at the same time, not. They want something, yeah. you know... It, <laughs> It's like for me. It's like, what? Fuck! Yeah, don't change anything. But, don't change but anything. Something new. No. Uh, but hey, don't change anything. My telecaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My telecaster. It doesn't good. Uh, sounds good. Okay, you must change the saddles. I no, 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 no. I prefer the three saddles no. instead of the six. Yeah. But it's not perfect for two. <laughs> uh, in two. Oh no, no, it doesn't matter. That's where the magic is. The magic's yeah. in the saddles. Bam. I can't change the saddles. <laughs> <laughs> But fuck, I can't understand it. Sometimes uh, it's like, uh, what? I, I ask myself, what am I to do? 
actually, I want to tell you something, and is that uh, my best, um, my best selling guitar is the historic mm -hmm. renews. So a Strat, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Mark Knopfler replica. Now I'm finishing a, a David Gilmour replica, but the funny thing is that people love the shape because you know people want want the shape, want Strat shape, Les Paul shape, Telecaster shape. Mm. That's all. That's clear. But what I do is doing differently because I build a guitar with my with mahogany, so. Nobody's okay. playing mahogany struts, you know, or it's, yeah. it's something different that you must uh, do to to show that you are doing something different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you know, there's no point going out there and just building another exactly the same. No. You're build, you're bringing your own knowledge and craft to it. Yeah, but at the same time, striking that balance, so you're also providing something that the, the the player really really wants even yeah. if it's different to what what you would want i i like the way of doing it though where you have that in a separate series the historic renew series is like exactly. separate to your other models so that mm -hmm. people know that that's where they go if you want yeah. the basically i love the shape of a les paul but i need the luthier's advice on on getting something a little different that's where you go I, I like that. It, it separates oh, okay. it, and then you could put the other you, uh, new designs up front as separate models. I, yeah. I think that's cool to differentiate it. Um, do you find that that is kind of two different customers? There's people who mm -hmm. come to you and want the historic renew. They know what they want. It's basically just tweaking and, and improving on a, a classic design. And then there's a separate yeah. customer that wants something totally new. Yes. You know, because uh, uh, all of us, we grew up watching these guys. Jimmy Page, Jimmy Hendrix, you name it. But and mm. every single yeah. of these guys played. Or Gibson Les Paul or Fender Strat. And so it's so difficult to get out of this line that yeah. at the end people are building guitars but basing the, the base of this guitar are, are strats, telecasters, or les poles. If you see Yuha Rokanga's work, that's it. Or, mm. or Nick Hoover, that this mix mm. of the, of the, of the inspiration of the les pole with double cutaway or this les pole junior. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to get out of this line that, for me, uh, sometimes I get lost. So that's why I, I decided, okay, I'm doing the classic stuff with the historic renew and I'm doing my stuff with the Celtia and the Queen of Hearts. So for me, and I'm a Libra. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good balance, you know, to be, okay, we got everything. But at the same time, the historic renews that there are classic shapes. Uh, at the same time, are different because the woods yeah. and the pickups and all the hardware and materials that I use for the for those guitars. So you are not yeah. if you if you want to buy a Fender Strat, go for it. If you are feel comfortable because you need the brand in the headstock, go for it. No problem. 
But if you're looking for another kind of thing, I am the guy. That's what I want to try to to spread and explain to people. You know? Yeah. And what I think is, is interesting that I'd say to anyone who's kind of just getting into the 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 world of of whatever you want to call it like boutique or bespoke yeah. or whatever i feel mm-hmm. all the all of these words are a little difficult but um getting into this you know i came at it from the same place that most people do like i was playing you know and still do play my import guitars and uh yeah. you know i just knew about bits of gear from reading in the magazines or watching a bit of youtube or whatever and i didn't know anything about about this world and i i kind of just happened to come into it um a f- quite a few years ago now but when i first started out the thing that drew me in was like the crazy different stuff crazy designs or you know something mm-hmm. has some insane inlay work or something um yeah. and that's a cool way to to get drawn in or even like a crazy carved top which you just it, you can just see it's a different quality wood to what i have on like mm-hmm. a veneer or like a import thinner top or something like that but what i've like really got into over time is um stuff like your historic renew series where on first look it it retains much of the classic but the details that have changed are always so interesting like talking to a guitar builder about like okay you've got a strat here but oh there's no string trees and they've recessed the headstock and they've re-angled it and you look and you go oh that's got a slight angle to the neck and they go yeah because of this and that's why i've learned some of the most stuff that i've learned not just about builders but about guitar just at all is actually from talking to a builder yeah Mm -hmm. and going wait why why have you you know like like uh why have you chosen this wood over this wood and then they have a, a good reason and it's interesting um so, so for example, with the historic new series, and you're doing mahogany bodies for a lot of guitars yeah. we would expect, older or maybe ash. Why did you go with mahogany yes. on those? Well, um, for 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 two two main reasons. Because I love mahogany. I love mahogany mm-hmm. in several sense. Like, for example, for me, it's quite good to work with it. And because, mm-hmm. and obviously because I love the sound, because like I told you, I used to play with Alice Paul, and, mm-hmm. and mahogany is uh, is in my ears, so <laughs> it's so difficult to get out of of, of this feeling. So yeah. and at the same time, um, studying about all the. Um, Mark Knopfler's uh, legacy and Dire Straits music and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Uh, I discovered that the, the Dream Machine, the guitar that Mark Knopfler used to play in Alchemy and, and in the 80s, hmm. was built with mahogany. So suddenly he forget about um, his old strat. And he started mm. to play these setters, but with, with mahogany. So what mm. do you get with the mahogany in a, in single coils? This sparkly sounds, this sharpy sound that I really hate when you, for example, uh, of the record, eh? <laughs> but when you play, <laughs> when, when you play an strat in a Marshall and you use the, the rich pickup, for me, yeah. it's like hell. 
It's my ears mm -hmm. start to bleed. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, I can't, I can't do it. And, and I say, hey, why? Why don't uh, improve this? Why not? Mm. Why, why nobody is doing nothing? Okay, people are uh, using humbuckers or stuff, whatever. But no, we can improve yeah. from the base. What happens with the wood? It's not about the, the, the potentiometer or, or the pickup or whatever. It's about the wood. So let's start from mm -hmm. the beginning. You know, it's when, when you cook, okay, you can, maybe you are a good cooker, but if the food is not good, if the product is not good, your food will be shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. So, uh, so I start to thinking about that and how to, uh, how to use all the components to get the sound that I was looking for. And I think that I get it because, you know, for example, this guy, um, Angelo Fumarola is the Italian guy who is playing in Brothers in Band right now. And he's playing three of my guitars. And I remember once in the, the, the last year in, 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 in Spain, in the South, we were playing on a stage and suddenly came the, the guitar chains for another, for another song. And he came with all the noise on the stage, you know, and, hey, Fran, 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 come on here, come on here. Hey, what happens? What happens? This guitar sounds like alchemy. It's perfect. And suddenly he came back to the stage. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the point mm -hmm. to get the right sound, but not because the pickups or the amp, because the wood. Let's start in the beginning, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking for all the time. That's why I'm using mahogany because it works. Oh, awesome. And I, I, I'm glad as well that it does come back to what a musician needs. Like it's kind yeah. of combining stuff I love about kind of working with smaller builders you know it's 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 the musicians needs it's really practically focused i think sometimes people misunderstand that and think they have this image of the small builder as just some some person off in a shed somewhere and they only look at what they love you know it, it only yeah. stays with the what feels or sounds good to them and although that's important like we said so much of it is is tailoring things for the musician and yeah that that's a great example like it's just such a common thing with a strat you always have on the bridge pickup the tone part halfway back or a quarter back <laughs> because for everyone it's too bright and you go you know this is you know it's the same thing with like a a telly if you love a telly and that's perfect like you said the great thing is if you love a telly you have all these new models from fender every year it's so easy for you yeah. but a lot of people still go well, the, the neck pickup sounds a bit weird. And you go, well, the neck pickup was designed to play the bass line. That was the neck pickup. That's why it's so kind of dull. Yeah. When Leo Fender designed it, the idea was you could fill in with your kind of thumb picking technique at the time, fill in those yeah. bass lines. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's funny that if you love that, it's still in 2020, awesome. But there's a lot of people who will still buy a telly and go, Oh, love a telly, love it. Always have to change the neck pickup though, and it's it's just great because then you just have builders instead. You go, oh, <laughs> hang on a minute, I can fix that yeah. right now. <laughs> I can fix. You never have to worry about that again. You can have everything you love about the telly, but we can fix a couple things, fix the saddles, get rid of those sharp edges on the hand, and uh, you know, 
put in the perfect kind of blend of pickups so you don't have that massive difference yeah. between the bridge and the neck yeah it's and it like you say it starts to uh, the wood and the core components as well like yes. it's a it's a system everything combines um yeah. but on on single coil guitars the although the Zeltia is is getting your big fat sound the queen of hearts is a little bit different um because it can have the telly kind of loadout and yeah i mean the body shape people need to go look at it it's it's a really beautiful design it's a kind of almost retro future it's got a touch of retro but it's like ultra modern at the same time and uh, I I don't want to explain it because I think people just need to see the design of the Queen yeah. of Hearts. But um, what was the story behind that one? Because that does often have the kind of single coil loadout. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's really good. Uh, this is this question because uh, there is a beautiful story story uh, behind the Queen of Hearts. Well, um, at some point I was uh, on holidays. No, I was on holidays on Finland, on Finland, visiting Juha, Juha Rokangas. Juha and me, oh, cool. yeah, we are very, very, very good friends, and and we started to talk about guitars, obviously, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and he said something that is still in my mind and. He said something like, "Hey, Fran, you you need to think about what will happen with you uh, from here to five years. You must design something. You must think about your models because it it is true that at at this time I was totally confused because I I, I didn't know what to do to, or this model or the other or whatever. And I I I get lost. So." Mm. I was thinking, I'm start to thinking, and something came to my mind, and is people are forgetting about women, and people and, and women are starting to play guitar. Actually, they never stopped, but it's like a man walks, mm. you know. Rock and roll is like a man walks, and I remember when I used to listen to Vixen or Plasmatics or or whatever, there are a few women that play really, really great. Absolutely, always, yeah. And and, yeah. and it's insane the way, for example, uh, the best example is uh, Sophie. Sophie is a German girl who is playing the Queen of Hearts, actually. And the mm-hmm. way that she played is insane. So, the story. I was thinking about this public, about the female public, and I designed a guitar, because sometimes women with a strat or a tele uh, looks like a small women, you know, and the, and the guitar mm. seems to be really big. And I designed this, this guitar thinking about women in a good mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I designed a small model, and the sound should be something like a mix between a tele um, and something related with the P90s. Yeah. So what I used it was Oregon Pine at the beginning because the first broadcasters that Leo Fender built was made with um, mm-hmm. 
with Oregon Pine actually. And it's so mm. good. The resonance of this of this wood is so so good that I fell in love because it's really it's really a vintage sound. And with these pickups from Harry Housel, the Big Mac model, mm. the sound is for me is perfect. So that's the point. I wanted to, to have uh, something uh, classic, something based in the 50s, and that's why the and oriented to the female public. So that's why the Queen of Hearts uh, was born. And actually, I must tell you that I reshaped the, I redraw the, the shape, and I'm working on new ideas. Because the, the, the models are always improving and growing, and you know, something, yeah. every single time that I look to a guitar, there is something that you can improve. So that's the point. It's my, it's my job, you know, it's a luthier's work. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the right mindset. Yeah, that's, that's, again, another attractive thing about when you have the models like this, they they are constantly evolving and, and constantly improving, which is a great thing to recognize. I think it's, it's, it's a really great story because, you know, I... I think a lot of us saw when the, the, the numbers started to change, right? Like, like you say, there's always been amazing female guitarists. It's always been. And there's always been amazing guitarists. It's not just been, been men, but that, that, that was the way it was dominated. Arguably, like, yeah. like so many things, right? Yeah. And that's then the way it was marketed. And it, it kind of becomes like a cycle. You know, it's, it's they think it's only men. So they market it to only men and they build it to only men. So then it, only men are interested or whatever. But I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing when we started to see that change in a, a lot in the last 20 years like those numbers have really been changing to even just mm -hmm. in terms of sales you know getting closer to 50 50 and yeah they did do a weird thing kind of in the 2000s where they tried to build these female guitars and it was just the same guitar but they made it like pink or whatever <laughs> um which was kind of like interesting. What does that say about <laughs> us as a society? Yeah. But, but the funny thing was, it was like the pros and cons were okay. Is that the best approach? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, like um, you know, where you had a company like Daisy Rock, it was a really good thing where they actually changed the designs uh -huh. and tried to think about the different ergonomics for generally like just all kinds of different body types and and all kinds uh -huh. of different. Uh, shapes and sizes of people and not just like building it for the average dude you know yeah. which is obviously yeah, yeah, what, yeah. how everything was designed in the world in so many ways but i like this approach where you know just because it's designed with the female public in mind and 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 so many great female players on the scene doesn't mean that yeah. it's some <laughs> kind of pink sparkly thing <laughs> and that's what makes it female so i like to see that that's a, a, a progression of it it's about like the ergonomics and yeah and the design you know and acknowledging that obviously of course we can all play whatever guitars we like but you know acknowledging still that a lot of our guitar history was focused on just like marketing stuff at yes. like only guys and yes. just having that open-mindedness of everyone can create a guitar which is for everyone in a cool new way and like i say mm -hmm. it's it shows because it's hard for me to describe the design. Like I can't go, 
oh, think Superstrat, but this different, this different, this different. It's really its own thing, um, which people need to check out and see. And like you said, there's some cool versions with artwork on the back, which is is very cool yeah. to see as well, um, which I like. Um, I always like when there's crazy cool. As much as I like the details, I do yeah. still enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, so, sometimes if you put so many details in the guitar, into the guitar, people get lost mm -hmm. because okay, it's good, but I prefer only dots because uh, why do you prefer only the dots? Because it's what I know. So sometimes you must keep the the balance, you know, because if you put Too many details in a guitar is like, okay, it's too much. And, you know, I can understand that. So that's why I put this, not these little details, but it's like a touch of class. You know, it's something different. Mm. Without, yeah. Yeah. without to draw uh, the whole guitar or whatever. But this thing is perfect, in my opinion. Eh? In my opinion yeah, in my opinion. I, you know, there's a balance, right? Less can be more at different times as well. So, yeah it's it's good to have a nice balance in there like if you have a insanely beautiful exotic wood top do you want to take away yeah. from that with something yeah. crazy elsewhere as well you know it um yeah and there's you know there's that line which i think every guitar builder is a little scared of of i want to build a beautiful guitar but <laughs> do i want to end up making blues lawyer guitars <laughs> that you know go in the dentist office or something yes. <laughs> That's the, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's that's what you get scared of. You never ever want to hear yeah. that. That's how people think. Oh, his guitars are beautiful. Yeah, I'd love to just hang one on the wall. Like, oh, yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens. But not to me because uh, people who buy my guitars used to play with with them. But yeah. but it but it ha it happens. What what you say? And actually. I have plenty, and you know these guys, and I have plenty of uh, clients who came here for repairs or blah, 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 whatever. And, mm -hmm. you know, they bring this um, um, 65 Strat. Hey, Frank, I need to to turn up this guitar, and, but don't change nothing. Hey, but the volume, it doesn't work. The, the 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 switch it doesn't work no no but don't touch nothing but you can play with the guitar you cannot play with the guitar no it's to hanging on the wall it's uh around nine uh, thousand euros or whatever yeah okay but you're not playing the guitar and the no. guitar was built to be played so and for me uh, sometimes this kind of thing make no sense but it's up to to everybody else it's not my problem you know but for me it's like a fact you know i remember yeah i remember and this is something funny when i was a child and i was looking i was watching on on my videotape these uh keys concerts and at the end paul stanley mm. he broke the guitar blah, blah. and for me it was mm. why he is doing that because at the time I was able to kill somebody to get a guitar because I have no money to yeah. buy it. My parents have no money to buy a guitar. And this guy was broken yeah. the guitar. I never understood that. You know, hey, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> Fuck, it's a guitar. No, send it to me. And send that's it to why me. sometimes, <laughs> yeah, send it to me. Fuck. But <laughs> I never, I never understood. Uh, I can, I can understand that, but 
it's not my 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 point you know yeah yeah and that's the great thing is everyone can just take it their own way like i'd rather have uh lots of people into guitars aesthetically yeah. than not into guitars you know if guitars are cool yeah. enough that people also want to hang them on the wall that's a sign that they're cool enough that loads of people will play them so you know that's it's it's still like a good sign that it's it's if it's if it's cool enough for that uh which yeah. is a good thing so that was part one of my interview with fran from fran fret guitars it was so awesome of fran to come on and really give us a lot of insight into his models and to his work in general which is awesome uh like i said at the start of the podcast part two is coming up right away tomorrow um so please check that out. We really go on a deep dive into the custom options that are available with Fran Fret guitars, some kind of examples of that. Um, and we really also go into what, what's it like to be a luthier? What's it like to do his work? What's it like building guitars for a living? Uh, we talk about the place of guitar in the world a little bit more. We talk about um, how we should go about working between being a customer, being a guitar player, being a guitar builder what that interactions like uh the kind of really wholesome enjoyable amazing things about it the really beneficial things about it how it's a cool relationship and uh you know joking about why we as guitar players despite thinking about it all the time are for some reason not the best when it comes to designing our own dream guitars or at least it's difficult how difficult is it to design your dream guitar when all the choices are on the table they could be hard well we get some really good tips from Fran himself running a custom shop telling us here's a good way to go about it to help yourself choose the things that are right for you. Great stuff. That's coming up tomorrow as well as a whole bunch more information about his guitars in part two. But for now, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, play a bunch of guitar and as always, I will catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.